Hi, I'm Sands. And I'm Shira. This is Gift of the Gab. Where we take contemporary issues and look at them through a giving lens. So today I want to do something a little different, Shira. I actually want to get down and personal. And uh, I want to talk about my father because it's the two-year anniversary of my father. He, two years ago, became very not well. And, and we've been on a two-year journey. And uh, part of that journey, I was back in South Africa for 10 weeks. Um, and, st- you know, I sat by his side every day at mm-hmm. the hospital. He was in a coma for nearly four months. And uh, interestingly, I spoke to I, sp- I sat for, with him for hours. Having sat there, I kind of spoke to him a lot. There I realized how much I'd learned from my father in, without even him speaking back to me. Wow. Um, which was quite a, in, yeah, things just popped up. My dad was never the guy that was mentoring me about my career or my, you know, we didn't discuss what's, you know, I should study and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't our relationship. It was a very interesting relationship. Uh, but I, I realized that just by watching what he, who he was and what he did and then hearing the stories of people, countless people telling me things about him during his time that he was in a coma, uh, really just kind of taught me a lot. And uh, I, I would love to share some of those uh, ideas. And I'm excited for that because uh, how long have we worked together? Nearly four years. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Those two. Um. <laughs> Feels like four. Sorry, it's so long for you. Um so, but, but I was I was going to say you I don't think you realize how often you drop in these like stories or nods to your father and things that he's done and I and it's so great hearing them so indirectly I feel like I've gained so much I'd love to I'm quite excited to hear properly you okay. delve into this topic. so just to give you a little context obviously because you know going back to South Africa and South Africa in the 80s uh, was a, a a very strange place to to live uh, nearly unique. Unfortunately, there was this thing we now call apartheid. There were laws in place that uh, segregated the, you know, the normal South Africans, the South Africans from each other, which was, if you think of it, it's just bizarre. But like proper actual man, like uh, it was illegal to do certain things. I'm no, sorry for ignorance. No, yeah, you couldn't. A black person was not allowed to walk on the pavement if you were walking on it. They couldn't sit on park benches. They couldn't wow. go to parks. They couldn't go on the beach. I remember just as a side, like going, being on the beach when I was eight years old and uh, I turned around and on the railings, there were hundreds of black people watching us. And I said, mommy, why aren't they on the beach? And she said, just don't turn around. Just don't look. Uh, and uh, it was, like, That's heartbreaking. Uh, they weren't allowed to go to the movies. They, uh, so university. They weren't allowed to live in our areas it's yeah it's that's what it was I guess it, uh, you know we grew up with that and uh, but I remember my dad uh, one of the mo- most powerful stories I remember as a 10 year old I my dad's an electrician unbelievably talented man with his mm-hmm. hands um, and I remember the worst thing for me was going with my dad to work oh that was just, <laughs> we always joke, it skipped a generation, but uh, I really didn't enjoy it. But uh, it was always the, you know, little tease of, if you come with me to work, then I'll get you a burger and chips for lunch. Mm-hmm. That was the, you know, the, the deal. 
So I don't know if you've ever been to Africa. Have you been to Africa? No, I'm desperate to go. Okay, it's time for you to do a <laughs> gift trip to Africa. Um, the African sun, there's something about that African sun that if you haven't been in it, uh, you can't really understand it. But summer sun, uh, it's pretty beautiful, pretty hot. Just boiling. It's hot. And uh <laughs> I remember my dad, I'll never forget this. I remember he was working on the electrical cables uh, outside and digging them up and uh, and laying them. And, you know, that's the whole morning. He was uh, he was really in the heat, uh, dripping with sweat. And I was like passing him a screwdriver <laughs> and whatever and just sitting there. And basically sitting like, under like what tree. you do in the office. Yeah, basically, <laughs> sitting under a tree. Um, and, and, then we, he said, and then it was, Dad... What about, you know, my burger and chips? So he said, okay, come, let's go. So we went off to the fast food place and we went in and, you know, in those days, actually, weirdly, they, there was a, these like brown bags. So he got a burger and a chips and a Coke and I got a burger, chips and a Coke. We walked out and as we walked out, I'll never forget this, there was a woman sitting by the, the car mm -hmm. and she stretched out her hand and she said, do you have any money or food? And he didn't flinch. He just put his bag in her hand and opened the car and got in. And I know, like, I was 10 and I just looked at him and we got back in the car. He didn't say, give me some chips, give me some half the burger. We didn't have money for more because we grew up not having much money around. And I just remember we went back to work and back in the African sun, and he, he took some water from the tap outside and he drank it. And I sat there under the tree eating my burger and chips and didn't really think, Dad, you want half, which was, you know, my <laughs> bad. But uh, I'll never forget that. That was such a powerful moment for me looking back. There wasn't even a blink. At what point did you sink in that he'd done? At what point later on in your life did you realize? I think, yeah, just, you know, as you start to you grow older, you realize what's important in life, and you start to see that you don't have to be rich to give. I think yeah. that was a, a big lesson I learned. You, you know, we weren't, we weren't rich, and he would literally give the shirt off his back if it was asked, like he gave the food out of his mouth, basically. Um, so that was just, yeah, it really, really just hit me. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I can say this uh, interestingly, I don't know how many people can say that their father have delivered three babies uh, and they're not a doctor. He's so, delivered three babies? Three babies. So <laughs> that's, my that's dad <laughs> driving around in his combi in his van, um, and this is the 80s and things were different. Um, unfortunately, so sometimes a black women would still have to work way into their right. you know, ninth month. And uh, if they were walking to work and that was the time they would just sit down on the sidewalk uh, or, and that would be that. And my dad jumped out the car and there was no time to get them to a hospital. There was no phone, no cell phones mm -hmm. in 1980. And my dad delivered three babies. Um, in one go? Or on, no, on the, side of, on the side of the road, three different times for people that just everyone was driving past. My dad jumped out, does it, and he had a. He was a bit of a paramedic. He liked that stuff. He was a you know first aid guy, and he did it. There was no hot solo in those days. I uh, love that. I love that. So it was just you know, and I remember him coming home the one day, and I came home from school. And my dad came home, and he was like 
bloodied. And we, <laughs> my, my, my mother, ooh, like, you know, hey, what's happened? And uh, he was like, I just delivered a baby. Wow. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, it was pretty wow. So. What did we, that teach you? What, that, what lesson would you say you've got from that? Well, there's just no limit. There's no limit to giving. He just didn't think twice. Who's, what was he going to do? Let this woman deliver on, on, on the side of a road? Shame. You know, what a difficult situation that is. Anyway, uh, you know, we, we don't, what do I know from childbirth? But I mean, even in a hospital bed with uh, epidural, with uh, all the comforts of a hospital bed, it's uh, not a simple procedural situation. Yeah. You know, and he just stopped and got out. And that was that. Just what he did. Also, I feel like so often we're in our heads when it comes to giving, even everything we're in our heads with, and we, we second guess everything and be nervous. Oh, what if I do that? What if, you know, yeah. it sounds like it's so automatic. I'll share, you know, unfortunately, a kid, um, my dad was driving and a kid fell off the sidewalk into the car in front of him oh. um, and hit his head and fell. He was 11 years old, very special boy, uh, very good sportsman in that. And my dad jumped out the car and gave him mouth to mouth and resuscitated, kept him alive until the ambulance came and literally kept him alive. And they said, they came to my dad and said, you kept him alive. And uh, everyone, I came to school, I'll never forget, my dad used to take my sister to another school because she was in high school already and I was walking to school, which was very close. People running, they thought it was me because why would someone do this to someone else? And it was like... No, my dad didn't even think about it. He just jumped out. These were the kind of things I grew up with. So, yeah, those are the kinds of things. He just gave without thinking. And I think that's the lessons I've tried to take from, you know, my father, trying to let it be just natural, you know. And that's, I think, something we're trying to do with, you know, gift right now and teaching people to giving to be normal. Just let giving become a normal part of our week and not... I need to go and do that. Let it just flow. Yeah. I think that's uh, some of the things I've learned from my my dad, and he should be well till 120. I love that. And, and thank you for sharing this. They're incredible stories. Sure. I, I feel like you probably don't realize how privileged how privileged you are to experience that. Um, you probably do now. Yeah, I do. And I think that's, you know, the first time I really got it was when I was talking to my dad and he holding his hand and and he, there was no response. And I just spoke to him for hours. And I just remember recalling those things and saying, you know, Dad, you taught me that. Because we never had that relationship where mm. he was this, you know, influential po- person in my life in terms of guidance and stuff like that. But I didn't realize he was. Mm. He was so influential in the way I try and act and the way I try and behave. Um, have, but without having ever said Sander, do that be there was just you know we didn't have that relationship mm. so yeah is, is it a good lesson for us as well as parents i think um yeah, that, to also think about it that sometimes we, we bang our head against the wall thinking like why are the kids not learning these lessons that we're trying to teach well, them they got to see it they've yeah it's, they it's, stay. And it's a lot less, of pressure <laughs> yeah that's part of the best lesson is learned when you witness it and you see it and it just became yeah normal for him i could go on and on but i'm not gonna uh and uh really i've enjoyed sharing some stories of my dad thank you for sharing it it showed me you in a new light as well which is incredible great so till the next time keep doing good things 
Gift's mission is to inspire and enable lifelong giving. Subscribe to Gift of the Gab podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And feel free to drop us a note at podcast.jgift.org if you have any comments or any suggestions of what we should be talking about in future. And of course, check us out on social media at Gift Charity for ways to get involved.